This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20-hour break is over. Now back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. I woke up in Idaho. Well, that's good. I've done done that a few times in my life. No matter what, though, I'll never be born in Idaho. That's true. I did that. Casper did that, too. Yeah, yeah. Then we were going down the list. It was like, wait a second. You guys are the only ones. Is that right? Yeah. To my knowledge, you guys are the only ones. That, Every Everybody else. That both of us were born in Idaho. Yeah. Hmm. So, eh, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Welcome into the program. My name is Nate Shellman. I normally do the afternoon show here at uh, News Talk KBOI. But uh, for the rest of this week, today and tomorrow, uh, because I spent all of yesterday thinking it was uh, Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that you think you do the show normally. Yeah. What's that? Hmm? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'd moved on. Um, who, do, who do we have? What, what legislators do we have uh, this afternoon? We have uh, this morning, you mean? Uh, this, we have this, uh, this morning. Yes, wow. We, do. we have uh, James Rookty and Treg Burnt. Senators. Yes. Senator. We, got the, we, got the, we got the state senate in. Mm-hmm. Very Well, they were. Two the, of them, anyway. The House has been busy. Uh, the, the the Senate, of course, has been busy. We'll uh, we'll catch up with them a little later on. Um, I've talked about this a couple times in the uh, in the afternoon show, and I don't know uh, if you guys have, have talked about it here. Um, by the way, Mike Casper's out uh, on family business, and I know a number of you have asked what's going on. Uh, family business. That's a nice way of saying none yet. Okay, <laughs> that's that's Mike Casper's uh, news to uh, to share. But uh, we we wish him well, and we uh, we actually can't hope uh, can't wait for him to uh, to come back. So uh, I I never thought I'd say this out loud and mean it. Miss him again. Delete that, <laughs> please. But yeah, that that needs to be out of the podcast. Out of the podcast, no record for those of you recording. I will gladly pay your ransom. Yeah, exactly. All right. Don't want it to. Uh... Interesting points. Uh, a lot of people have talked about inflation. A lot of mm-hmm. people have talked about. I, I have fixated topics. There are topics. You guys have that. Just topics you love talking about. The number of people go. Oh, here we go. Electric cars. I got one on I that. Can't stop money. Because traffic. Okay. Guns. Bicycle lanes. No, that you enjoy talking about. Yeah. Okay. I do. I'm gonna put this. And again, you're going to love this. Just because I start to get sarcastic doesn't mean I'm not enjoying myself. I'm going to put this in the uh, in the category of uh, two or two organizations, mm-hmm. two organizations who I guess are trying to work. It seems like they might be working in Simpatico, or you know, it's it's in a Idaho help. possibly. What's that? Hmm? The American Lung Association says that almost three million asthma attacks could be prevented. If we just switch to something. What? By 2050, nearly 2.8 million asthma attacks in children could be prevented if the new car market goes zero emission, according to new data from the American Lung Association. The report also projected 2.6 million fewer cases of upper respiratory symptoms. The study is premised on all new passenger vehicles going zero emission and the country's electric grid moving to renewable energy by 2035. I see. Uh-huh. 
So exhaust pipes would have to be a thing of the past. Exo- exhaust pipes are a thing of the past. Fewer people are smoking. Mm-hmm. All right? They want to get rid of menthol cigarettes, hardly, which is really ticking some people off. Hardly any kids sleep in the garage anymore. Um, the, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't see too many. I grew up, my dad, mm-hmm. uh, and it would drive my mom nuts. Uh, but if it was just my dad and I in the car, my dad would smoke in the car. I smoke cigarettes until... I don't even know the year I quit. I feel like I should know that, but I don't know the year I fully quit smoking Wasn't cigarettes. It about, was it about like 2010 or 2011? Or somewhere in there. 2012 or yeah. 2013? Somewhere, somewhere in Possibly I mean, 2014? Possibly. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. But fewer people are smoking cigarettes. Right. Fewer people are smoking cigars. Um, however, uh, the, the emissions are better now than they were in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. As far as the car performances go. But there's still 3 million kids that have asthma that wouldn't have it? According to the American Lung Association. Okay. Now. Well, they are supposed to know these things. mm, mm. This this to me is a step farther than, hey, smoking's bad for you. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot more cars. I mean, there are a lot more cars. There's a lot more roads. There's a lot more homes. Don't kids stay inside and play video games now? There's that. That's no joke. There's less, there's less exercising going some on of now. Them, some of them actually play in the car, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really going to drain your battery. <laughs> so all the Wi-Fi, all the screens. The thing is, is I'm not a scientist. I don't think anybody in this room is a scientist, but I know of all the people, one of the, the most analytical mind I know I don't know why I compliment you so much. I don't know why either. But you know, but thanks. you do have an analytical mind. I appreciate it. Do you buy it? Do I buy that? Do you buy that I, three? We would have almost three million well, asthma attacks would be prevented if we switched. Um, let's analyze to, this. Okay. Uh, does it does it uh, behoove the uh, lung association to? Uh, say something like this. Yes, it does. Gave them attention. Uh huh. Okay. Uh. Is it likely that every car in America anytime soon is going to be electric? No. Um, There's been a lot of backlash. Mm -hmm. And let's see. Do I really believe that uh, three million fewer children would have asthma simply because of cars? I don't know. Uh, I have no reason to, uh, you know, believe the American Lung Association got that wrong. But it's it's just kind of weird to say eh, three million. I'd like Wait, to know no, four. No, no, three, three million. I'd like to know how many cases of asthma the American Lung Association is attributing to having lesser than mm-hmm. because of so many electric vehicles, zero emission vehicles on the road now. Because if there's one stat, or I'm, I'm, just living somewhere with bad hair. If there's one stat. Would it be true that we have more zero-emission cars on the road now than we have at any point in time? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Minus the bicycle? Well, I mean, that that doesn't count. If you, if you go back to before cars were invented, sure. yeah, we had fewer then, but right. that's... Uh, we also had a lot fewer people. True. And zero highways. Right. So it was just trains. However, however the Industrial Revolution had taken place in England... And the smog was here. Mm-hmm. Could the solution also be moved to a place where there's no industry and save the children? Move to the country. 
Well, hold on. You said industry. I mean, you therefore could technically stay in Michigan. Okay, fair. Right. They used to have it. <laughs> you could go to Alabama where they used to have where they used to do uh, uh, steel. steel in the South, Birmingham. Sure, true. you could live in Flint. That's now a concert venue where they used to where they used to make steel. It is Sloss Furnace is now that, a concert venue. That That's kind of cool. that has does ear damage though. That you reminds me of the, that reminds Stop me of like, it. the gas works. In, yes, and uh, what the uh, what was their name? Uh, Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, those places do exist. Oh, this this used to be something. Now we have parties here. <laughs> but but that for those of you was, that are, I always thought they should make a an amphitheater out of that copper mine in Utah. How cool would that be? Copper theater. Yeah, call it whatever you want. Whatever, sure. KBOI News Time six fourteen. Just one of those things. If you guys were looking for some fantastic way to talk somebody else into buying an EV, mm-hmm. now you can say, "Hey, I heard some weird stat that I don't know is true or not." Do you care about your children and/or grandchildren and their children? What if the answer is no? Well, then just—I mean, I do care about them. Rev your engine and go. However, I also care about getting them to school, and right. that may or may not happen if I got to charge the damn car every two hundred miles. Six fifteen. You knew somebody who drove here from Florida yep. in an electric car, and it took him two weeks. It took right? him two weeks. No joke. And he, hey, well, why don't you just put the damn did thing he, on a trailer? Did he have a tent, or did he... Was, uh, he, was he paying for hotels that whole time? He, uh, well, a lot of... No, they would just stop. Oh. They would just stop. He drove from Tallahassee to here in two weeks. And I, I made a similar trek from Birmingham to here. It took mm-hmm. me four days. So I couldn't imagine. And this guy may have just gotten out and just gotten a horse-drawn carriage. He would have gotten <laughs> here faster. Or hitched. By the way, KBY News Time 615. Time for, uh, time for sports brought to you by Fat Guys. Uh, fat Guys. No, sorry. Wow, he's going to punch me for that. He is going to absolutely murder me for that. Brought to you by the Pork Belly. Chef Wally. At the pork belly, who's not cooking with electric, he is cooking with gas. Pork belly in CUNA. The Boise State women's basketball team Wednesday defeated New Mexico at Extra Mile Arena 58-55. Guard Tatum Thompson led the Broncos with 19 points. Guard Natalie Pasco had nine rebounds, and forward Trista Hull led with four assists. Boise State is now 18-9 and overall. They're 9-5 and in conference, tied for third place with the Lobos and with Wyoming. The Broncos will play next at Fresno State Saturday at 1 p.m. First baseman Eric Hosmer announced his retirement from baseball Wednesday. He's 34. He played 13 seasons in the major leagues uh, with the Royals and Padres and uh, partial seasons with the Red Sox and Cubs. Hosmer won four American League gold gloves as a first baseman. He played in the 2016 All-Star Game and was on the 2015 Kansas City team that won the World Series at sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Don't forget Kids Fair this Saturday. Mm. Bluey and Blue in the same building. Bluey and blue? Bluey and blue from the Idaho Steelheads. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. So we got uh, we got them, we got Buster Bronco. We got a lot of we have a lot of blue mascots here. <laughs> I don't I don't like that name for a mascot. Like now there's blue celebrating the fact that they blew another game. No! 
I know the, the Steelheads don't do that very often. It's my boy Blue. They're actually pretty good. Gives me is a it, high five every time I see. It, it gives me a high, every time I see him. Little boy Blue, or is he fairly large? He's fairly large. He's wearing a costume. Well, we got that. We got uh, we got Russell Club. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I somehow I know one of the I know one of the wrestlers, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to do a run in on uh, on Russell Club. Uh, sure, a run in, a run in where, where you just you, you interfere with the match. Oh, I see. Yeah. I've done this. I've done this once before, and the only thing I can think of the entire time doing it is don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. Because if I get hurt one more time doing something stupid, general manager is just going to punt me right out of the building because mm-hmm. I have a I have a marked history of doing this. But at some point during one of the Russell Club's performances, I'll be in the ring. Serious? Yeah. Really? Will you be wearing a referee's uniform? No. Oh, that's too. No. Bad. This is anything to get out of the booth. What will you be wearing? Are you going to wear like a leotard? I'm just going to wear my regular clothes. I'm not, I'm not wearing... It's anticlimactic. It's the required uniform. It is. Okay. It's a singlet. Oh, a singlet. Yeah. <laughs> it's the required uniform. So a singlet is your regular clothes. No, but That's if I don't get another job between now and then. Gotcha. For NASA. All right. Which I cut you off during the break because well, you were telling I, me about something I, I, else. I, there is a job opportunity here. Oh. NASA is looking for volunteers to sign up as a Martian astronaut. Now, I'm in. somebody who worked here a few years ago, they were looking for people to volunteer to go to Mars. And they said, you'll never be able to come back. And he was cool with that. And I wasn't. You know, I, I would just as soon stay here. This, uh, you won't actually be going to Mars, but instead you will actually spend an entire year Inside a simulated Martian colony. I wait, don't know, wait I don't, I'm, I'm I don't going to on a soundstage? I don't know whether they're going to put any, any Martians in there or not. You didn't see that, that show uh, with uh, William Shatner. It was, a, it was a, a, no. a reality show. And they had like Paul Pierce was on it and several uh, celebrities. What's, what's his name? Uh, Armstrong, uh, Lance Armstrong okay. was on it. And, yeah, and, and they were competing to see who would be the best you know, astronaut on Mars. And, and they were in kind of a simulated thing where uh, it 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 had red, uh, you know, like there was red dirt and rocks everywhere. But I'm not actually going to Mars? No, you wouldn't actually be going to Mars. You would just be in a place that's like Mars. This is like that Pauly Shore movie, Biodome. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Very similar. Well, that's a jip. I thought but I was going to outer space. But you'd be going on purpose. Well, I'd be going to a hangar. It's, it's sort of like a cross between Biodome and The Martian. Yeah, but no. Oh. Do I get paid? Uh, well, it's a job. It says. Well, th- actually, they're looking for volunteers, so probably not. No, oh. you will be part of. It's only four people. You'll be part of a four-person crew living inside a seventeen-hundred square foot habitat. I, I I do that now. For how long? Inside uh, Houston's Johnson Space Center, where you'd carry out various tasks meant to simulate life on Mars. In fact, there's somebody doing it right now, and they're halfway done. They only have six months left. Hmm. And they, they have an, an official podcast where they don't seem crazy at all. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Nate Gelman here from the Afternoon Show, filling in for Mike Casper, who's out this week. Chris Walton, filling in for Chris Walton. Mm-hmm. Who's still here this week? I fit into my clothes perfectly. Nice. You're doing pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. 
we got a lot to get through today. We've got legislators coming up. we got our damn near impossible trivia question coming up in just about uh, 20 minutes. Uh, it is the question that Chris did not get right away. No, I did not. Yes, that, that is now my new gauge. If, so, I, if I don't get it, you ask everyone else? Yes, okay. yes. D- d- you know, Monday you want to do the 101. Then you want to get them gradually a little more difficult mm-hmm. throughout the week. And this, and then, of course, is good for a pair of tickets to uh, Jackson's Country Stomp. Tickets on mm-hmm. sale now at ictickets.com. By Thursday, you get grad school questions. Yes, which is today. Right. Yeah. Today's grad school. Mm-hmm. By the way, about the uh, about the Martian thing. Uh huh. Not everybody can be a part no, of. No, no, no. Uh, that you you actually have to qualify as an actual astronaut to uh, be able to uh, become a fake astronaut. You have to have a master's degree in science or math or engineering or technology. The but all I'm st- doing no, is living somewhere. The, the STEM or like I call them METs. Okay. Uh, uh, courses, and. Um, you also have to uh, have a pilot's license. Are you flying? I don't think so. You're just living in an eighteen hundred square yeah, foot. You're, you're actually in a in a in an eighteen hundred square foot habitat, so probably no flying. Twenty four seven. Yeah, for a year. For a year. Right. No, no hotel, but you get the you get the creature comforts because I guess one guy's doing a podcast now. Mm-hmm. All right. With any luck, there will be no creatures, but yes. And you and you have Earth's gravity, so that's not that's not cool. Mm, they're going to simulate uh, anti gravity or whatever they call it on Mars. What is this? Fake name wants to make a comment on the show. Fake name. Fake name. Cool. No, he gave us a name. It's Sven. All right. Well, traffic and weather first. Then we'll come back to Sven. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And for those of you wondering who's hosting the afternoon show this afternoon, uh, that'll be Neil Larson out of uh, out of Idaho Falls. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, now you can answer that question. Well, if you're doing mornings, who's going to do afternoon? Was he born in Idaho? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where he was. I think he was more hatched than anything. <laughs> but Mike Casper's out uh, the rest of the week, so I'm I'm filling in until further notice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know what? It's a pleasure to drive you both nuts here in the morning. Thank you. And 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 uh, and the audience as well, because they're they're used to the after they're, they're used to the shenanigans in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's it's not off. Hey, doing a show over here. Stop that. They're they're not used to the shenanigans this early in the morning. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Sven, you're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead, Sven. Morgan, I just wanted to say that I thought Mike was a lot of drama in the morning. I was mistaken. (laughs) By comparison? Very much so. (laughs) All right. You're a lot of drama, apparently. I'm not reacting. <laughs> what what makes me a lot of drama? You're so loud first thing in the morning. I don't think it's I don't think there's a time you put on that. I'm just loud, period. <laughs> you can turn the radio down slightly. So you have a volume knob. But then I can't hear Chris. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got a point there. Uh. Appreciate that, Sven. <laughs> Thanks for the call. It was one of the sales guys uh, took a picture on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
20 feet outside the uh, the door. Right. And they could still hear me. Is that right? Our boss in the corner office hears me regularly. In uh, And that's through, what? what is that? That's four or five walls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the other side of the building. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've, I've been told by the uh, sports station that I uh, I could so, be heard in, in their studio. In, in theory, a soundproof studio, as yeah. a matter of fact. It's, yeah. it's just a theory. It's yeah. just a theory. But I also wondered why uh, Prater and Ballgame had, uh, had a ratings increase, and apparently I'm heard well, there in, we go. in their yeah. studio. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why they get calls now. So, you're welcome, everybody. It's the morning. You're supposed to wake people up. Get going. Coming up here in just a little bit, we got the uh, damn near impossible uh, trivia question for a pair of tickets to Jackson's Country Stomp. Your choice also for uh, four uh, four pack of tickets, family four pack of tickets to Kids Fair this Saturday, Expo Idaho. Uh, you can find more information on that, kidsfairboise.com. KBOI News Time right now, 644. Time for sports brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA. Jeff Wally already prepping. Pork Belly's getting ready to open up. Stop by for breakfast. Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. The Boise State women's softball team lost to McNeese State 4-1 to Wednesday in Lake Charles, Louisiana. The Broncos are now 8-3. and Shaylin Sanders, the pitcher for the Cowgirls, struck out seven of the first nine Boise State batters and had a perfect game through four innings. Sanders threw a complete game, striking out 10, walking none, and giving up only three Bronco hits. The losing pitcher for Boise State was Taylor Cottle, who recently was the National Player of the Week. The Broncos traveled today to Baton Rouge to face LSU at 5 p.m. In men's college basketball Wednesday, there were a bunch of upsets. Penn State upset number 12, Illinois, 90-89. to George Mason upset number 16, Dayton, 71-67. Number 13, Alabama beat number 24, Florida, in overtime, 98-93. Number 8, Duke beat up on Miami, 84-55. And LSU upset number 17, Kentucky, 75-74, on a shot at the buzzer by Terrell Ward. In the Mountain West, New Mexico upset number 22, Colorado State, 68-66. And UNLV thumped Air Force 72 to 43 at sports. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, by the way, if you have AT&T, Verizon and T-Mobile. Just want to test something out. Okay. Just call in. Just call in. Just say hi. If you have AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, 208-336-3700. AT&T is uh, having a lot of network outages. They're the ones with the outage. Yeah. Yeah. Verizon, T-Mobile customers experienced uh, some network outages today, but let's just do a quick test. Just go ahead and call. There's no prize. Sorry, but you get to talk to uh, Derek. And that's a prize in and of itself. Aw, thanks, Nate. Shut up. <laughs> Apparently nobody's taking you up on it yet. <laughs> or, or, by the way, you could also text in at 208-336-3700. Just let us know that you have, especially if you have AT&T. Uh, for those of you that are, that are interested in an actual prize, our damn near impossible trivia question today, good for... One pair of tickets to Jackson's Country Stomp. All right. And if you want the added kicker of a family four-pack of tickets to Kids Fair this Saturday, 
Expo Idaho from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Bluey will be there. Blue will be there. Buster Bronco will be there. I'll be there. Chris Walton will be there in spirit. <laughs> Answer this question, which you did not get right away. No, I did not. Yes. You are correct about that. Who was the first president to campaign by telephone? If you know that, then. Not now. If you know it, right around uh, right around 8.20, go ahead, call in, and you could win Jackson's Country Stomp tickets. Right. Not yet, but, you know. All right. Uh, let's see here. John? John, you got Verizon? Yes, I do. All right. So you sound great. All right. Very good. Very good. Verizon's uh, working. Very, you, were, were you concerned yeah. at all? No, I've been on the phone a little bit already this morning, so everything seemed to be working good. But one on a side note, um, today is the 64th annual Bogus Basin Dottie Clark Championships for high school and is today and middle school is tomorrow. Cool. About uh, 700 kids coming up today and probably another 700 tomorrow. All right. So uh, Bogus will not be uh, Bogus will be packed today is what you're saying. yeah, but okay. not, Bogus never gets too packed with all the kids out there. So it's a great day to come up. Snow's been great up there. I was up there all day yesterday. Oh, cool. I love it. Good luck to everybody. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, everybody else is on Verizon. I need T-Mobile, and uh, I need T-Mobile. What's the other one? Um, AT&T. AT&T. Yeah. Everybody, Mike, you're on Verizon? Yes, sir. Happy right. PBR Thursday, Mike. Happy man. PBR Thursday, Mike. And a happy blue ribbon to you too, Bruce. For again, you're on Verizon. Every Verizon's working. He was celebrating right? pro bull riders for a right? second. Bruce, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, I'm here on Franklin, and it's uh, Verizon, and that's great. Okay, very good. All right, so if you if you're on T-Mobile, AT and T, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. I have concerns. I'm worried about you. I want to make sure you can talk. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Actually, this week, <laughs> I'll be playing the role of Mike Casper. Mm-hmm. My name's Nate Shellman. Yeah. I'll be a- appearing as myself, but technically not appearing because it's radio. Still got Herbie Hancock over there. Yeah, had a boy. Yeah. And boy. Yeah. A little morning groove for you. Welcome into News Talk KBY. They got some cell phone service outages <laughs> nationwide. But it, now you're doing NPR jazz, aren't you? When I, when, I, when I do the voice without the music, it just it doesn't hit well. Oh. Do you want me to go back to rock days? How many different formats have you done, Chris? You did uh, rock. Uh, yeah, let's see. Top 40. Okay. Well, actually, I, I started out on um, Freeform because it was Boise, it was uh, Boise State Radio back when the students ran the whole thing okay. before it was NPR, and then NPR, and then Top 40 for a few years, and then Country for almost a decade, and then, uh, let's see, Classic Rock for about three years, mm-hmm. and 23 years now doing this. Wow. I've done everything. What's this format called? Uh, th- this is uh, this is awesome. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I, I say for the afternoons, I talk about everything except sports. You guys talk mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. So you guys talk about everything and sports. Uh, if you have AT and T, I'm checking up on you. I'm concerned. Are you working? Is your phone working? Not you personally, but is your phone working? So either call or text in. 
We did find out that the majority of this audience does uh, use Verizon, which makes sense because we have the uh, Pound 670 on your well, Verizon wireless. We don't know how many people tried to call in and couldn't, though. Correct. But if you're if you're on, uh, so if you, we, we've already established that Verizon works. Okay. All right. So if you're on AT&T or T-Mobile, 208-336-3700, call or text. I'm worried. <laughs> I want to make sure you can. Jennifer. Jennifer, what are you, what are you on? I'm on AT&T. Oh, and everything's fine? You're okay? Were you concerned? Apparently, I'm good. I didn't know I should have been concerned, but apparently I have nothing to be concerned about, so here we are. See, but here's the thing. Do you have anything pressing today? You know, just work. See, yeah, nothing nothing I need to use my phone for. Well, mm, I'm just saying you have a get-out-of-jail-free card. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, my... my Yeah. My my network I'm had problems. I'm at my place of business. I'm I'm kind of in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You already outed yourself, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Well, I tried to text you. The, I, I admire your work ethic. I I uh, if you were late on that report, you got well. I tried to email it from my phone, but you know the network outage was a thing, mm-hmm. and I, I was trying. All right. Yeah, lost the opportunity. Bummer. Get, get to well, you're the one on AT and I'm I'm at work. I'm screwed already. Hang in there. Yep. Hang in there, yep. Jennifer. Appreciate the call. All right, AT&T is working where Jennifer is. Lee, All right. what are you using? I have T-Mobile for my personal, and I have Verizon for my work phone. Oh, all right. And they, and they both work? Yeah, I only use AT&T just because the, the signal that they have in certain areas, they don't have the coverage. You get out in the middle of nowhere where you get signal with my work phone, and I have a friend that has AT&T, and he has no signal. So... All right. Just don't have the that's why I. That's why I do use AT and T. Everything's working, Lee. Hang in there. Appreciate it. And the number of text messages we're getting here, just people responding. AT and T working here. AT and T working in Horseshoe Bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ronnie uh, texted in, said, "Can you hear me now?" And I responded, "No, but I can read you loud and clear." So uh, thank you for now. Now we've established the test. Have you ever, have you unplugged? Have you tried to unplug for for a weekend? From the, uh, no, I, I never have. No, I I try to do it at least once a month. Mm-hmm. It's kind the, of a, the, the difference is though people actually would call you. Yeah, I can I can leave the phone on for forty eight hours and it doesn't you make a sound. I try to uh, I I try to unplug at least one weekend out of the month where I don't surf, I don't go through social media, I don't text, I don't do any of it. I just <laughs> I just shut down and shut everything off. Well, that's cool. I mean, I still live in an apartment, so it's not like I'm, you know, going to a cave or anything. But I try to shut it down just just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, Cheryl, where, where are you calling in from? Uh, Meridian Dog Park. Meridian Dog. Very okay. This is important. This is important. So your phone works. Yes, and I have T-Mobile. Okay. Do the dog's phone work? <laughs> no, she doesn't have a phone. Are the dogs able to text each other? Well, I don't think so. Okay. Not yet. Mm, no, they, don't, they don't have one of those bone phones? It's just... <laughs> I don't know, Nate. Maybe you can come up with that. No. 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 That <laughs> okay. That is a Chris Walton special. Okay. And I'm, I okay. Do, do not do not pin that on me. I did... I, I, and see, this is the problem I have. I don't even say it. Bone phone, copyright 2024. You heard it, and he, by the way, now now somebody else is going to make that an app. Oh yeah, and you're going to yeah. have to go to court over it, and I'm going to have to be a witness. 
Glenn, I'm, 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 I'm sorry for the all these things I'm doing to you. What? How am I going to get the patent on it? Well, I mean, you could pay Chris off. He'll, he's not allergic to money. Okay. I'll, I'll probably That's lose it. interest by tomorrow anyway, so you might as well just go after it. <laughs> <laughs> the app that lets you yeah. communicate with your dog's bark. I like that. Yeah. And some do-little stuff. Appreciate the call, Cheryl. Bone phone, not to be confused with a booty call. Totally different. And should be. I love working with you. Maybe there's going to be two apps. I love... <laughs> Shortly after the app on how to communicate effectively with pets is going to be the pet dating app. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... And they're going to have different different breeds, all breeds, as long as there's a poodle involved. Uh, how do we get here? I just want to check up on people's well-being on whether or not AT and T worked or not. Well, we had somebody call from a dog park, so we had to you know talk about that for a minute. But you went you went full bone foam. Yeah. And then it has to be breed specific because obviously the Great Dane phone would have to be a lot larger than the Chihuahua phone. Mm-hmm. And they would all be red for no reason. You can get small, medium, or large. Sure. Sure. Just best to let them finish, Clark. Or extra large if you have like a Great Pyrenees or something. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Did you ever know somebody with a Great Pyrenees? Uh, I had a neighbor that had one. Excellent. I had a neighbor that, and, and uh, w- wouldn't let the damn dog in the, uh, in the apartment. Kept the dog outside. Nice legs. No, I don't. I, great, I, great Pyrenees. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the neighbor. Oh, I was to begin with, oh, but okay. I changed. KBLA News Time, seven fourteen. Speaking of a great pair of legs, Chef Wally serving it up <laughs> at Pork Belly in Cuna. Ask him about his yoga routine and enjoy the food. Downtown Cuna. It's anything but routine. Uh, Tiger Woods has a 15-year-old son named Charlie who also plays golf. Today, Charlie Woods will play in a pre-qualifier tournament in Hobie Sound, Florida. Those who place among the top 25 in the pre-qualifier will advance to a full qualifying tournament Monday. And from there, the next step is a chance to play in the Cognizant Classic in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, which is a PGA event beginning one week from today. Charlie Woods today will be paired with Olin Brown Jr., whose father won three times on the PGA Tour and who also played in the very first Boise Open back in 1990. The Boise State women's basketball team Wednesday defeated New Mexico at Extra Mile Arena 58-55. Guard Tatum Thompson led the Broncos with 19 points. Guard Natalie Pascoe had nine rebounds. And forward Trista Hull led with four assists. Boise State is now 18-9 and overall and 9-5 and in conference. They're tied for third place with the Lobos and Wyoming. The Broncos will play next at Fresno State Saturday at 1 p.m. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates joining us as we take a look at the uh, scroll at the moment. A lot of green. NASDAQ futures up over 330 points uh how uh, gosh how did the market do and why (laughs) well we talked about it yesterday morning and all eyes were set on nvidia and that was going to move it was going to move the pendulum big to one side or big to the other side and it moved big to the 
upside. They blew away expectations. And we went over yesterday the sheer growth of the stock price of NVIDIA. It's up almost 14% in pre-market trading. Uh, They beat expectations on the bottom line, top line. They're beating expectations on what they see in the first coming fiscal quarter of this year. They anticipate revenue of $24 billion. I mean, the thing with NVIDIA is that there's so much demand to accelerate for companies, nations, to get involved in artificial intelligence. And to get involved in it, you need the hardware. So there is such a high demand to the point that NVIDIA probably can't up, just can't keep up with the supply to an extent. So given the fact that there's just such a sheer amount of growth in accelerated computing, generative artificial intelligence, I don't think it's hit its de- uh, tipping point. The demand is surging worldwide across companies, industries, across the board. And NVIDIA's positions itself very well to be one of the primary providers of those chips. And you have huge companies, trillion-dollar companies, to the likes of Microsoft, to the likes of uh, Meta, parent company of Facebook. They're they're in huge demand of these AI chips. So again, it looks really good for NVIDIA. They beat expectations. That's what's driving the market. People were nervous and it blew to the upside. And now on the flip side, though, there is an argument by some that say that I don't want to purchase NVIDIA because it's too expensive. And one uh, one of the metrics that you use is what's called price to earnings ratio, meaning is the stock price too expensive for what the company is actually producing in profits? Well, that kind of put it to bed because even though the stock price has been growing almost exponentially, NVIDIA's profits are actually rising more than its stock. So blowout earnings session for NVIDIA, and that's why we're seeing uh, optimism across the board. Everything's um, up, particularly the technology sector. In in terms of total worth, where is NVIDIA now ranking among uh, the biggest American companies? Uh, let's see. I can pull it up in front of me, but I can tell you this, that, uh, it, it's on track to add almost $250 billion in its market capitalization in one day, which would break the record that was previously set by, um, that was previously set by uh, Facebook, uh, Meta. So NVIDIA is getting up there. And it's probably it's, top five it, by now, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, and it's representing a pretty high weighting into the S&P 500, which means if there's big moves in NVIDIA, we're going to see bigger moves in the indexes, particularly the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. That's, that's what we exactly what we saw with the, quote, Magnificent 7 last year where they drove, <laughs> where they drove the price. Market cap, $1.667 trillion with a T. Wow. Sorry, while you guys were talking, I was just accessing my 401k, just (laughs) seeing which one of those funds I could possibly uh, grab some of that with. Jeremiah Bates, we'll check in with you right around uh, 830, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jets. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman filling in for Mike Casper this week. He'll be back taking care of some family business. It's not a permanent switch. Don't go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward for me when I get the compliments in the morning show. It's like, wow, you're really great in the morning show. You know, Mike Casper's great, too. Chris Walton's great, too. But thank you. See, I don't get the compliments <laughs> in the afternoon when I do my own show. When I work with you guys, I get compliments. Oh, there we go. So, <clears throat> I, I well, like These people you. aren't used to you. I like, I like, well, it's the same station. Uh, we did get a text message here uh, from somebody uh, earlier this morning. Uh, NASA is looking for um, NASA is looking for volunteers to be well, essentially to live on Mars. But you don't really live on Mars. It's a 
uh, you're in Houston, and it's, it's, a, sound it's a simulated soundstage. It, it it's supposed to be like Mars, and they just you know do experiments and things. But you you have to be in there for a year with three other people. Yeah, which doesn't sound fantastic. But uh, I got the text message in uh, before I sign up. Does the KBY signal go to Mars so I can listen to the morning and the afternoon show? Um, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say possibly. There might be some outages, especially if you have the KBOI app on Mars. Mm-hmm. But you would also be probably, there. that'd be one hell of a delay. Oh, yeah. It's about 22 minutes. Going one way, 44 coming back. So <laughs> so it's like so, Eagle, Eagle Road. So, <laughs> so you, you can't get excited when you hear, call now. Yeah, yeah. The contest is already over by the, by the time you hear it. If you're on Mars, sorry, we're, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, 50,000 watt AM signal, 100,000 watt FM signal. You got the app. Uh, I, I don't know if Alexa or Google work on, work on Mars, but we'll figure it out. Coming up a little later on uh, this morning, next hour, uh, going to be talking with a couple of House, uh, House representatives going to be joining us here well, in studio. actually senators. Sorry, state senators. That's okay. My bad. Sorry. Uh, state Senator Treg Burnt. Mm-hmm. From the uh, Republican side, and our Democrat is... James Rookie. All right. We're going to talk about uh, and, well, what they have to offer us. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, a couple of... talked about this a little bit in the afternoon show, and there's been developments since we've talked about it last, dealing with Idaho drug use. Next, traffic and weather, now. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Idaho takes a hard line stance when it comes to everything. Okay. I was going to say abortion. I was Mm going to say... uh, Transgender treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about you libraries. Could, you could make a fairly long list. Actually. Sure. So that's why I find it weird that when it comes to drugs, once upon a time, there, there were billboards all over town. There was a lot of uh, all over the state. There was a, there was a uh, huge campaign. Meth, not even once. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's just the stuff I've witnessed since I've been here. I'm sure there's been other campaigns before that. Yeah. There was a big just say no thing back when. Back in the 80s, Nancy, yeah, Nancy Reagan. On, right? Sure. And I remember that back in the day, there was a, a huge, you don't hear much about it now, huge uh, uh, AIDS, HIV scare, especially among those who uh, used heroin. You know, was, gosh, we, you mm-hmm. know, we, you, if, if only there was some way we could help them out, let, let, let's do needle uh, exchanges. Mm-hmm. And one of the places got they busted said, a while back. They said, basically, the, the thing was, if you're going to do it anyway, at least use a clean needle. Right. But remember, we don't want you to do it. But here's your needle. Kind of a mixed message. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And now there's a huge focus on fentanyl, right? F- huge focus on fentanyl. Awful, um, awful product. Uh, 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 it, why? And, it, and it apparently shows up in stuff where you, you don't know anything about it until you wake up dead. So the House voted yesterday to legalize fentanyl testing strips which i find i find absolute i i find kind of weird 
The Idaho House overwhelmingly voted Wednesday to legalize fentanyl testing strips. The Idaho Press reports HB 441 removes fentanyl testing strips from the state's definition of illegal drug paraphernalia. The strips can be used to detect if a substance has been laced with the potent and deadly opioid. There was no debate on the bill, and the House voted 69 to nothing, with one marked absent, to send the bill to the Senate. Oh, you're right. That is unusual. That not only is it unusual to legalize something to test that the illegal drugs aren't more illegal, but it was unanimous. Well, it, it was undoubtedly uh, proposed as a life-saving measure, which uh, it, it probably will be. But again, there are some who simply would not go for it if it says, "Okay, you don't have to stop doing drugs; just do them safely." Mm. They they don't like that message. Yeah. It, it's, it's, so it's kind of weird for me. Not done talking about this. Going to take some calls on this a little right. bit. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Got a lot to get through. KBOI News Time seven forty five. Before we get there, let's take care of sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna, downtown Cuna. Chef Wally cooking up breakfast, serving breakfast right now. Stop on by. First baseman Eric Hosmer announced his retirement from baseball Wednesday. He's 34 and played 13 seasons in the major leagues with the Royals, Padres, Red Sox, and Cubs. Hosmer won four American League gold gloves as a first baseman, played in the 2016 All-Star Game, and was on the 2015 Kansas City team that won the World Series. The Boise State women's softball team lost to McNeese State 40 to 1, or 4 to 1. That's much better. 4 to 1 Wednesday in Lake Charles, Louisiana. The Broncos are now 8 and 3 overall. Shaylin Sanders, the pitcher for the Cowgirls, struck out seven of the first nine Boise State batters and had a perfect game through four innings. Sanders threw a complete game, striking out ten, walking none, and giving up only three Bronco hits. The losing pitcher for Boise State was Taylor Cottle, who doesn't lose very often and recently was the National Player of the Week. The Broncos travel today to Baton Rouge to face LSU at 5 p.m. That's sports. Now. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, the Nate Shellman will be, uh, will be off this afternoon. He will be replaced by the Neil Larson. Oh, okay. Because the Nate Shellman is... And the Jim Smith is busy. The Jim Smith uh, did a great job yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, the Nate Shellman is filling in for the Mike Casper right now, uh, today and tomorrow. Who knows about the future? So, well, that was kind of deep. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, we just got a little schedule shift here because uh, family issues come up. And uh, when they do, we got each other's back here. So, uh, Mike, we miss you. Hope everything's go- you know as good as to be expected. And uh, we can't wait for you to come back. Coming... Going forward with the uh, with the discussion we started last break, unanimous decision again, unanimous decision to vote in fentanyl testing strips. The Idaho House overwhelmingly voted Wednesday to legalize fentanyl testing strips. The Idaho Press reports HB 441 removes fentanyl testing strips from the state's definition of illegal drug paraphernalia. The strips can be used to detect if a substance has been laced with the potent and deadly opioid. There was no debate on the bill, and the House voted 69 to nothing, with one marked absent, to send the bill to the Senate. Does it send the wrong message? Does it say, hey, before you do these illegal drugs, make sure there's nothing deadly in it, even though illegal drugs could be deadly. This, this is one of those uh, things that th- these come up all the time in, in the legislature uh, where you've got two choices. One, you can 
go for an outcome that's ideal. Right. Nobody's doing any drugs. Okay. That would be the ideal outcome here. The practical outcome is there are people who are still doing things that are dangerous, and this may make it a little less dangerous and therefore save some lives. So that's a practical application. But again, if if you're strictly dealing with the ideal, you'd say, well, I'm not going to help people do drugs. That's how I feel, yeah. whether it's this or the needle exchange program, which, uh, by the way, ha- after the latest raid on, uh, on on a facility that did do needle exchange programs, proposed bill would get rid of the syringe and needle exchange program. Idaho Representative John Vanderwater is proposing the state scrap its syringe and needle exchange program about a week after a nonprofit that conducts the program was raided by police. The Idaho Press reports Vanderwater, Republican from Nampa, introduced the proposed bill Wednesday morning, briefly mentioning the news of the police raid on the Idaho Harm Reduction Project February 13th. A BPD spokesperson said the search warrant was for items related to the use of methamphetamine, opioids, and crack cocaine no arrests were made or charges filed following that raid so by the way 208-336-3700 if you want to be part of the discussion do these things you know are they sending mixed messages are they sending the wrong message or you know eh, people are going to make stupid decisions if uh, government does have one role it is to technically keep people safe actually keep people safe and i wrestle with that I wrestle with it because I don't want to help people do drugs. Well, true. You don't want to help people do something stupid. Ideally, you would uh, help them stop completely. Right. Um, there are plenty of people who think the best way to do that is to just tell them to stop and make them do it, and that's it. But it, it, like I said, it, in a practical sense, it really doesn't work that way. But it's always been part of the messaging. You know, here's your brain. Here's your brain on drugs. Any mm-hmm. questions? You know, uh, here's your you, brain with a side of bacon. Sure, uh, d- drugs. Drugs could be deadly. Drugs, illegal drugs, could kill you. And it's not like you got to go that far back to find out when before fentanyl, whether it was cocaine or heroin or meth or insert whatever drug here, could be deadly. I, I think it's. I think it's generationally changed. I think you have an entire generation where pot has become legal, not just for medical, but now recreational. I'm not saying it's great, good or bad. I'm just saying it's different. It's changed. The message changed slightly. 208-336-3700. Derek, I'll consider that. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. 1-800-529-KBOI. And again... It's not often the Idaho House unanimously agrees on anything, and they unanimously agreed on legalizing fentanyl testing strips. Traffic and weather right now. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Want to do a snap poll? Got an opinion on this? Call in now. My name's Nate Show, and I'm filling in for Mike Casper this week in case you uh, weren't listening yesterday. In case you're listening tomorrow, I'll be filling in for Mike Casper then, mm-hmm. too. We hope he'll be back as soon as possible. Do fentanyl testing strips send the right message or wrong message? Is it a necessary evil? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say necessary. When you say practical, mm-hmm. I, I file that mentally in my head, Chris, as 
necessary evil. Okay. All right. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. I don't think necessarily it's, it's going to be either good or bad. There's some good in it, but there's also some bad in it. Because only the, it, the, the bad part is is it there are people who believe that if you if you help people without making them stop the drugs that uh, you're doing them a disservice, and there are others who say, hey, if it saves lives, it's worth it. The message was don't do drugs. Now the message is well, if you're going to do drugs, yeah, you come to us mm-hmm. for clean needles. Don't do drugs that but could like, kill you. Even back in the days of like methadone, you know, which was uh, used to treat heroin. Right. That they would get somebody essentially taking something that was not as strong as heroin to try to wean them off it. Now, on the flip side, you've you've heard the commercials for naloxone, Narcan, same thing, mm-hmm. to prevent overdoses that somebody could use in case of emergency. You know, it's it's not supposed to be like a like a fallback. All right, just if you if you see somebody, know somebody, make it so it's readily available, kind of like you would an EpiPen. If somebody was having an allergic mm-hmm. reaction, an EpiPen, or if you had the uh, the, the, the paddles, the defibrillators right. in in some areas, you know, you're not trying to encourage bad eating and bad health, but in case somebody's having a heart attack, you could use that if their if their heart stops. You know, that's different. If you're using something, if you have a safer illegal drug testing kit, who's going to use it? Who's going to use well, it? somebody who is getting ready to do illegal drugs if they're if they're high already are they gonna reason that out again there's that uh then is it up to the dealer because there is a dealer somewhere all right is the dealer gonna go through the humane uh the the, the, the humane practice of hey but That's you know before i sell these illegal drugs i believe what they're known for. Let me let me make sure that these illegal drugs aren't deadly because, again, if you're going to go through the whole capitalistic side of illegal drugs, I would mm-hmm. guess that drug dealers want repeat customers. Yeah, I think you would you would definitely make more money if if your customers don't die. Correct. You know, if there if there's a product out there that's killing people off, don't use that product. However, you know. I could also say, "Gee, why don't you just sell Acme? You know, why don't you just sell? Why don't you just sell uh, literally anything else that's not illegal? You can go door to door and sell vacuums. Don't, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't sell drugs. Sell bubble gum. That's fine. Don't sell drugs. Hmm. You, if you want to sell something that's you know just as fun, you know." Go have a kid. Go have a little girl and sell Girl Scout cookies when when they're uh, when they're of scouting age. Don't sell literally anything else, Derek. Maybe they could just put a test strip in the bag of dope, and then that way you can, if you want to test it, you can. The dealer, that is. Yeah, I just there's something about it. And on the flip side. You have uh, Vanderwilde wants to get rid of the syringe and needle exchange program, which I don't think we do that for diabetic patients. You know, we're trying to help people not use uh, not use dirty needles. Yeah. Trying to help people from not spreading any any number oh, of bloodborne uh, I, I would think diseases. That, I would think that your average diabetic that has to use needles uh, would tend to be percentage points more careful than say a heroin addict right 
but we're rewarding the bad behavior and not the necessary behavior. Doing heroin isn't necessary. Making sure somebody has, you know, the the the, the tools they need to get insulin into their system and stay alive seems more necessary than making sure someone is is injecting illegal drugs safer. Mm-hmm. That that's all. That's all. That's 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 the approach. That's where my head is at. I want to tackle this again after the legislators are in because we got uh, we got a couple state senators scheduled to come in here in, in a little bit. Again, unanimous vote in the House to legalize fentanyl testing strips, and I would like to. Uh, I, I, I just want to see where the uh, where the KBOI. Uh, delegation is on this, whether it's unanimous or mm-hmm. not, because it was unanimous, blue and red. I, th- I think what they probably told them before the vote is you have only one choice here, that's to save lives or to, you know, waste them. Uh, is the legislature wasting the life or are the people doing the drugs the one wasting I the life? I don't know. That's, I don't know. I, I again, would... again, it's not their fault that the situation happened. However, they are... Uh, tasked with dealing with the situation because it is a real situation sure 208 uh hold on no don't don't call now don't call now don't call now because uh we get we got a break for bronco sports today and we got the damn near impossible trivia question coming up bronco sports today now news talk kboi covers the idaho legislature all of the issues all of the debates today we have idaho state senators joining casper and chris on News Talk KBOI. Batting first today, <laughs> Assistant Minority Leader James Ruckty joining us here in studio. You sit on uh, Commerce and Human Resources, Juden Rules, and State Affairs. Welcome in. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, it's been in the, in the news the last couple of days OBGYNs leaving Idaho. Now, is, is there some way that we can train new doctors, or is this just going to be a problem? This is going to be a problem, and we've been uh, dealing with it for a couple of years now since Roe was overturned. But um, there was a new study that came out that showed we'd lost about 22% of our OBGYNs. We've gone from 268 to 210, and, and they cover about 962,000 patients. So I mean, this is this is a problem for us. And, you know, when you think about it, if you've got kids that you would like to have stay in the state, um, start their families, it's a consideration because any pregnancy can go bad at any time. You just don't know. Are, are they leaving the state because they just uh, fear the rules too much at this point? They are. They're, they're concerned about um, the lack of... Uh, concrete rules, number one, because the legislature passed some um, legislation that makes Idaho one of the strictest abortion states in the nation. And then those some of those statutes have been challenged in court. Um, those court processes are taking a long time. But here's what doctors know right now. They know they've got to live by the statute as it is. Uh, maybe it gets overturned, maybe it doesn't. And that means they got to pay attention to liability concerns. Um, some of these statutes will throw them in jail, so they got to worry about that. they got to worry about making a living. And, you know, if you can look across the border and see an opening, a job opening, where you can practice without having to worry about these mm-hmm. things, that's where you're going to go. James Rockty joining us here in studio, Assistant Minority Leader, State Senator James Rockty joining us here from uh, from Pocatello. Uh, I mean, you, you're going to go 
go to work right here just a couple blocks away. I am. Yep. <laughs> so uh, it's never just one issue. It's 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 all the issues. And there are three different constitutional convention uh pieces of legislation that are or bills that are that are coming across. Used to be they would come across through state affairs. This year they're not. Why the change? Well, I know uh, we had one in June, rule, judicial and rules, and uh, <clears throat> I think the reason we had it there was because the sponsor of the bill was the chair, mm. um, Senator Lakey, who I think you guys have had on this mm-hmm. program before, uh, really good chairman of that um, of that committee. Uh, so I think that's why we had it in his committee. Boy, it was interesting. Just a packed room plus mm-hmm. overflow. People feel very strongly uh, on both sides of the issue. And frankly, I frankly I think just about everybody in that room was a Republican. So it was really you know strongly held opinions on the Republican side, but both sides of the issue. So as a, as a Democrat, how do you feel on the issue? Uh, I I don't really want to do one because I I'm just afraid once you open up that can of worms, you got a huge can of worms, and you you know you're going to run into problems you didn't foresee. Like so. as long as we're in here, let's change a few more things. Yeah, let's yeah. let's start changing the way we do the court system, and why don't we tinker with this? And hey, you know, have you thought about uh, taking over this country? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just not sure what would happen, and that's part of the reason I just don't want to do it. What's the latest with uh, guns in schools and campuses? Yeah, that one's so. Um, guns in school bill is uh, is a big issue over in the Capitol. And the chair of the State Affairs Committee, that's Senator Guthrie, another really good chair that we have over there, he has brought the stakeholders together because there were tons of concerns about um, you know concealed carry in mm-hmm. your your kids' classrooms. And so he asked stakeholders to get together and try to come up with another bill. And he said they've done a really good job. So we haven't seen the bill yet. It hasn't come out. But I think it's going to fix a lot of the problems. You know, we we already have the ability for school districts to allow for concealed carry. Um, And the school districts and their school boards figured that out. Those are local elected officials. Mm -hmm. And they come up with all the rules and requirements and we have 12 school districts that have taken advantage of that. They tend to be, if not all, uh, rural school districts who are just a little concerned about maybe a delay in having law enforcement get to them if, mm-hmm. if a, something bad happened. Right. And those 12 school districts, by all accounts, have done a phenomenal job of coming up with restrictions and making sure this is done smartly. As, the, uh, as you're an attorney, there was part of the bill uh, that would alleviate or, uh, or not allow for, uh, for liability for, for anyone who discharged their weapon uh, while trying to protect the classroom. Is, is, that, is that something that anybody, anybody else has as far as law enforcement or if they accidentally hit somebody or so on? No, well, no, not to that extent. And and here was the problem. Um, it actually provided liability protection as long as you adhered to the requirements of the statute. Now, okay. here's the problem. Um, if somebody were to leave their weapon in the bathroom, right? just, you know, kind of got lost in their thoughts and they walked out, left the weapon in the bathroom, some kid picked it up and shot somebody, is that adhering to the statute? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. So... I guess my point was, as an attorney, I read that bill, and I saw they wanted to provide liability protection. I read how the language read, and I thought, there's a bunch of holes here. Mm-hmm. The, these school districts are opening themselves up to liability, um, and they're not even aware of it. And they don't, they don't want this in the first place, by the way. You know, this is being foisted right. upon them. There is uh, something that passed the Idaho Senate that's called an immigration memorial. 
was that just uh, kind of our, our position on immigration and, and sending a message to the federal government? It was. And first, I noticed, Chris, you didn't you didn't give me credit for saying the word foist. Ah, that was a pretty good. I, word, I apologize. I yeah. So yeah, it, the the immigration uh, was a just a memorial. So we. Um, send a message to the federal government that we have concerns with the way they're handling immigration. We wish they would fix it um, because that is their responsibility. It's not a state legislative responsibility. So that was hotly debated. Um, but in the end, I think there were like four no votes is all. Mm-hmm. James Rocky joining us here, uh, again, assistant minority leader. And you're focused on a lot of what's going on in the Senate. However, it, it, everybody talks to everybody. You take a look at what's going on in the House, and you take a look at you know, what's going on with the with the budgets and, and, and how things are, what, what is coming your way. And eventually there will be a $200 million facilities bill that comes your way. Right, All yes. Right. What's it going to look like by the time it gets to the Senate? Well, the so the governor started out with a $200 million um, proposal that would send money to all the school districts and allow them to fix their facilities. You know, mm-hmm. these schools that you see in news articles and on TV, they're falling apart all around Idaho. And uh, it was a pretty simple proposal that has become a very complicated bill. Uh, in order to get that through the legislature, uh, we've added a an income tax cut. Um, I think that's the second or third one we've done in three, four years. Um, and then just added all these parts and pieces to the bill. It, we refer to dressing it, as it a, up. Dressing it up, we refer to it as a Christmas tree because everybody just puts their ornament <laughs> on it. And it really complicates it. Um, and every time we do this, we run into problems because it gets passed because it has something for everybody but then it's you know we end up seeing that something wasn't written very well and we have to come back and fix it in the years to come having said that this is a really important bill to get money for facilities uh we just have schools that uh, communities can't afford to fix up uh, we have sewage running under the under the cafeteria in salmon um we have uh, school rooms that are just overcrowded, having to use hallways in some situations. I mean, we just we need help with our school facilities, and it is the legislature's responsibility. System Minority Leader James Rucky, thank you so much for taking the time to come in with us, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Now we got the Democrat. When we come back, we're going to have a Republican, Treg Burnt, State Senator Treg Burnt, going to be joining us in studio next. Station joining us here in studio, representing the Republican Party. Welcome in, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Can't help but uh, notice the look of disappointment on your face when you saw that I was uh, here and uh, was going to be uh, co-interviewing you. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Don't take it personal. <laughs> so, as <He's> honest, <laughs> uh, since you sit on local government and taxation, how are you going to cut my taxes? Well, we did it last year, didn't you? Uh, get yeah, I want notice? another one. Do it again. We're working on it. Little, we get facilities passed. That's an indirect tax cut, don't you think? Well, and, and that's something that Ruckty actually spoke to. He, he, I think the term was, called it a Christmas tree, where yeah. it started off as a simple uh, simple funding bill, right. and then everybody adds on to it. Right. This is how things grow. Right. Could something like this grow to the point of, gee, now it's gotten out of control? I hope not, but nothing's uh, out of the question. I, I, I Hopefully, uh, you know, simple, simpler the better, in my opinion. I, I, I love the, I, I love the, uh, the bill. Um, so, I mean, I, I haven't read it in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if they've added more to it, but just looking at it from a bird's eye view, uh, facilities, is, uh, funding for facilities is definitely mm-hmm. an important thing in Idaho, in my opinion. There's a new report out that says uh, more than 20% of Idaho's OBGYNs have left 
the state in the last couple of years. Uh, is there anything that the legislature can do to either reverse that or to uh, set it up where we can train new doctors? True. I, I, I've, I've heard that, um, depending on who you're talking to. I've also talked to folks that, um, that, that say that those same doctors have left because of other you know, circumstances as well. I think at the end of the day, I think that we all can agree that you know we need to you know do something to clarify certain things in in that law that you're talking about. And um, I, I'm I'm always open for the discussion. I'm not in health and welfare, and so but I have a lot of friends who are, and definitely a topic of conversation. On uh, on state affairs, we've had a number of uh, I talked about this with the uh, with uh, Mr. Ruckty as well. We, we're, Don't you love that guy? He's he's uh, he's a dear I, friend. He's Pocatello. I'm Pocatello. I like him better than you. Whoa! But at the same time. Okay, in all fairness, hold on. That was a jab. That was an unnecessary, unnecessary jab. Say you're you did, sorry. You did. I, I was kidding. Okay. You shaved your face for toy drive, and that will always have a place Where in my heart. Where is the love, Nate? <laughs> that was then. You, my you, I, goodness I, 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 gracious. Couldn't help but notice you didn't donate five grand last year. Uh, but <laughs> three Article Five, three CONCON uh, bills coming across right. the state, uh, the state right. Senate so far right. this year. And it's it seems to be split on a number of different angles mm-hmm. as far as what the drive is behind this right. and why is it a constant push. Right. Because I've been pushing for a repeal of the grocery tax for the past, oh, since I've been here, and nobody has seemed to do that. I know that. So where's it coming from? I, I don't know where it's coming from. I know it's not going to go away. And, and I learn more about it each day. It, it, it's complex. It's, it has a lot of history. Um, and, and it's split down the middle. And when you're a, when you're a lawmaker, when you're a legislator, it's, it's, it's never a good thing when it's 50, 50, because no matter what decision you make, you're going to make 50% of your constituents upset. And that's not a great position to be in. Um, I know that we need to balance the budget. I know that term limits are an issue to folks. Um, and you know, we all can understand and agree that there is federal overreach. So the topic of conversation, I certainly support. It's just a matter of what how it relates to an Article 5 convention that makes it a little bit interesting. There was an anti-bullying in school bill, and it was killed. What was wrong with the bill? I don't know. I, that's a great question. I, I, um, I, I know that, that Matthias uh, presented that bill a couple days ago uh, in the House. I have not read the bill, so I'm not educated enough to have that uh, to, to offer an opinion next time. How about that? All right. Okay. In, in talking about the uh, in talking about the concon bill, I couldn't help it. I I, I got to slide it in at Which some con point. Which concon are you like? Or, what are you, what are I, I don't you? want I don't want any of them. Okay, but I I did ask about the grocery tax. Yeah. In, in a roundabout way, right? Which used to be a uh, a, a huge issue, a, a, a lot of to- a lot of topic of uh, conversation about it has since gone away. Mm-hmm. Ha- hasn't come up in the past what two years? Right. Is it not an issue anymore? I think it's always going to be uh, you know part of the discussion. I've always told my constituents in D21 that I, I'm a data guy. I own a small business, so numbers matter. And at the end of the day, I want to do whatever saves Idahoans and District 21, my constituents in District 21, the most money, whether that's a tax credit for groceries or whether that is an actual repeal of groceries, ta- the, the tax, grocery tax, um, whatever, whatever that is, whatever saves my constituents and Idahoans most money is what I'll support. Over in the House, John Vanderwaada uh, introduced a bill to repeal the state needle exchange program for drug users. Uh, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Um, gosh, again, wasn't expecting that question. No, wait till um, you get the next one. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't, I, honestly, I haven't, I, I have not 
those discussions have not been happening in the Senate. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I haven't. I haven't read that bill, okay. nor have I heard any grumblings about it. Honestly, unanimous decision to legalize fentanyl testing strips in the House. Now, I don't know when the last time you saw everybody in the House uh, unanimously vote on anything, but it, it doesn't happen often, right? How does that look on its way to the Senate? I think I think there's going to be support for it. I was actually I didn't I didn't realize it was illegal to be completely honest with you. And so I mean I, I again have not read that bill, but conceptually I, it's something that I could support, get my arms around for sure. I mean fentanyl is a big issue right now in the state. Mm-hmm. We passed um, you know mandatory minimums for fentanyl last week, and so uh, you know we, we you know we're we're a we're a state of law and order. We always have been and always will be. The Senate passed an immigration memorial. What right. was that about? All, all it's doing is saying, hey, federal government, get your crap together. You know, let's fix this. You know, I think our uh, congressmen and our, our, our federal, our um, U.S. senators have, have done all they can. We just, we, we need to do something. We need to do something to fix this because it truly is a problem for a lot of different reasons. I mean, when you have big cities, you know, across our, our nation that are historically left-leaning mm-hmm. and they're saying enough is enough maybe maybe that's a sign enough is enough we need to fix this and as it relates to ag you know foreign-born labor is important mm-hmm. it's really important and you know it, it ag is it drives our idaho economy and we we need to make sure that that folks are working here legally and we need to make sure that the border is protected the feds need to do something about it asap got about a minute left here uh with with uh, Treg Burns state senator and talking about Idaho being a law and order state yeah. you know everybody is required to hire legal workers right this government could make e-verify mandatory for all employers why not uh, you know that that that's a great point. I think that I think that the ag community is going to be against that. I I I, I want um, I'm excited for this discussion because I want to learn more about it. I want to hear both sides. I want to know uh, what the pros and the cons are. Um, but I I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the folks uh, that that uh, the, the dairymen and folks they're, they're going to be against it. Will you put your facial hair on the uh, on the bedding block again this, this year? Is, this, this will never go away. Absolutely, and, I, and I'll grow it. <laughs> I'll grow it. I'll grow it. I'll grow up big. State Senator Treg Burnt, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the fentanyl strips. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper, off this week. So you have the privilege, honor, wonderful experience of listening to more of Chris Walton. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm here too. Yeah, I've been I've been talking so much I'm getting tired. I mean, come on. Weird. Well, j- just ima- just imagine what it's like for some people. Some of us some of us don't need a call. Some of us do the show solo. This is true. In the afternoon. This is true. Uh, Neil Larson is going to be filling in uh, this afternoon uh, out of Eastern Idaho, a uh, friend of the show and uh, he's done it a couple times. Um, I hope he brings Julie along with him. Uh, to do it because then the show sounds better. So, it's fun. So it's better with a partner. No, just Neil is. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, some of us can some of us can make a headline all on their own, and then That's then true. then their producer speaks. You guys don't know what this is like when the producer speaks in the afternoon. People love the producer in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Here in the morning, they don't even know their name. So, 
It's Derek. I'm right here. I'm I know. Right I, I, here. I said it in front of I you. I was going to say, this man speaks the truth. But now... <laughs> now I'm just being a jerk in the morning. I'll see See, you later. You're still speaking the truth. Yeah. Sophie's way nicer than you. Are you supposed to be in the newsroom? (laughs) (laughs) Is there no control? (laughs) You're going to walk away from the board? The board will sound better if you leave. Oh, it just got so hateful. I got it. I could just turn her mic on if she's going to join. I was going to walk, but now I'm going to run, Nate. We'll make this a morning zoo. I'm sorry, Chris. We won't, be, we won't be on time for anything. Well, so nothing so it'll, changed. Oh, so yes, as you will. It'll, it'll be like Casper's still here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, I've gotten some messages uh, about uh, Mike, and, and here's what we're going to say. Uh, Mike is away on family business. Uh, we, we are thinking of him, and uh, he will be back, but he's dealing with some family stuff, and um, that's that. Uh, if, if you have any other questions above that, uh, the answer will be none of your business. So, <laughs> a DH uh, wrote in. He says S and W in the morning. I guess that would be Shelman and Walton. I hope. Uh, or it's you know just a brand of vegetables. Uh, love the dynamic. I bet Chris is wishing that he had some of those baseball cards now. LOL. In other words, in other words, the very expensive ones I could sell and then retire. Oh yeah, yeah. I've gone through a couple of mine when uh, when I cleared out my parents' house. All the ones that I had collected from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and. The, the the Griffey rookie, yeah, that I know was in the spokes. It looks like it was in the spokes, mm-hmm. and I was just got immediately mine, mad mine at all, my younger self. Mine, all, mine aren't in mint condition. They're all loved. Let's right. put it that way. Sure, yeah, because we passed them around. Mm-hmm. Hey, look what I got. And then you tested everybody on the back. How many, how many strikeouts did Nolan Ryan have in 1969? Don't tell me. Uh, no. You mean as a batter or a pitcher? As a pitcher. Uh, I don't know. You see. <laughs> but. You find out. One of the topics that came up with our with our legislators, uh, and we talked about it earlier today, I want to get everybody's opinion on this um, as much as possible. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, uh, story because one interesting part is, is that the House unanimously agreed to something. The Idaho House of Representatives yeah. unanimously agreed to something. At the same time, I have a philosophical issue with it because these are things you don't need to worry about if you don't do mm-hmm. the illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn. The Idaho House overwhelmingly voted Wednesday to legalize fentanyl testing strips. The Idaho Press reports HB 441 removes fentanyl testing strips from the state's definition of illegal drug paraphernalia. The strips can be used to detect if a substance has been laced with the potent and deadly opioid. There was no debate on the bill, and the House voted 69 to nothing, with one marked absent, to send the bill to the Senate. Does it, does it send the wrong message? You know, earlier on in the program, you know, that people are going to do bad stuff. That's mm-hmm. why we have jails. Uh, you know, we, we tell people to not steal. We tell people don't kill. We mm-hmm. tell people don't commit fraud. We, we tell them all the time. And we still have a jail for those that do those things. We still have jail. We tell people, we've been telling people for decades now, don't do drugs. Just say no. Don't do drugs, don't sell drugs, don't make drugs, don't do drugs. Now, recently, there is another drug that gets added in. It, it's, it's been around for a bit, but now it's become more and more prevalent in, uh, in, in recreational drug users, fentanyl, and it's freaking deadly. But it's usually a part of other drugs. Mm-hmm. So they want to come up with this fentanyl testing kit 
to legalize fentanyl testing strips. And, you know, why don't we just get back to don't do heroin? Why don't we just get back I, to meth not even once? I'll go back to what I said earlier. I mean, th- th- there is good in this, and there's also bad in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just good or bad. But uh, people do stupid things. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of being a person. You right. make mistakes, you do stupid things. And we can either attempt to save lives, which I think is a really good idea, mm-hmm. or we can say, no, uh, in our judgment, you're, you're, you, you got yourself into this situation, and so you get yourself out of it, which they won't. They'll just die. And so I would rather go for the, the saving lives part. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. Your opinion. Right now, I don't know if there's a number attached to whether or not the Mm -hmm. state is going to pay for fentanyl testing strips, but knowing that these things are out there, it's either going to be public money could be used, either state or federal. All this does is they're not illegal anymore, right? Right. So the state might not have any regulation about them at all. It's just that if you want to have them to make sure that you're not taking fentanyl, then maybe it's a good idea. Earlier on in the program, you used the term... Practical. Practical. I said there were two ways to vote on something, the ideal and the practical. Right. Ideally, nobody would use drugs. You'd say, okay, drugs are illegal. Everybody would stop. Everything would be great. Mm -hmm. That's ideal. However, it's not practical. Practical is what people actually do. And like I said, a lot of people do dumb things. And we can either pull them out of that situation or just let them do dumb things and die. When it comes to other issues, though, and the frustration I have in my head between my ears trying to understand the logic Mm -hmm. is people do dumb stuff all the time, right? Uh, We tell people, uh, a lot of churches tell people, don't have sex out of wedlock, or if you are going to do that, here's a number of things you can do to not have a baby. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, where the the state takes a hard line is, well, if you get pregnant, no abortion, unless you're you're a victim of rape or no abortion. All right. We won't do anything to prevent it, but once it happens... You still can't do anything. Free condoms? That's been a that's been a topic all over the country and here. You know, people people come down on both sides on that, whether or not it's practical or not. You know, what you don't have to worry about with condom use is abortion. However, when it comes to drugs, we don't need illegal drugs. People need to have relations for the population to continue and and, and, and move forward, and we, we call that creating listeners. However, when it comes to doing heroin, I don't know of anybody who needs to do heroin or needs to do meth or needs to do crack. But I mean, in the past, we had methadone clinics. No, the, the purpose of a methadone clinic was to get somebody off of heroin. Right. Which is a good idea, getting people away from heroin. Mm-hmm. And there were those who said, well, that's not a good idea. You're still giving them something that's a crutch. Okay, it's a crutch. It's not a wheelchair. And, and it's, everybody needs a crutch once in a while. 208-336-3700. Does, is the state sending mixed messages when it comes to drug use? On top of that, there was a facility that got nailed for drug paraphernalia not that long ago. And now there's a proposal to get rid of the syringe and needle exchange program. Idaho Representative John Vanderwater is proposing the state scrap its syringe and needle exchange program about a week after a nonprofit that conducts the program was raided by police. The Idaho Press reports Vanderwater, Republican from Nampa, introduced the proposed bill Wednesday morning, briefly mentioning the news of the police raid on the Idaho Harm Reduction Project February 13th. A BPD spokesperson said the search warrant was for 
for items related to the use of methamphetamine, opioids, and crack cocaine. No arrests were made or charges filed following that raid. 208 336 3700. Because again, I wouldn't have to worry about dirty needles from people uh, doing heroin if people didn't do heroin. And it's feel like it's been a while since I've heard anybody talk about AIDS or HIV. Again, though, they do. You know, we tell people to not make stupid decisions, but hey, if you're going to make a stupid decision, do it safely. But we can, I don't know, we can save their life or we can ignore it. 208-336-3700. We have somebody who disagrees with me. We'll hear from them next. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Spend the entire commercial break arguing with everybody in the room. This is why I do a show by myself in the <laughs> afternoon. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about talking over anybody in the afternoon. It's my show. But here, it's Casper well, yeah, and Chris's show. You don't always agree with yourself, do you? You know what? Honestly, there are times, because I'm an only child, mm-hmm. and you know this about me. We've talked about this. I know this, yes. Where I will try to split my head. The, the, the different personalities mm-hmm. that reside between my ears will argue with each other because it's the empathy uh, versus practical side that I... I, I there is a small empathetic... Uh, monkey, yeah, that's been starving. It's minis- it's minuscule, but it's there, right? Yeah, because everybody wants to everybody wants to argue with the empathetic monkey and say, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, in talking about fentanyl and talking about doing illegal drugs, which people have done illegal drugs, uh, what is it? I think it's um, every species on this since, planet has done since, since back at the time when they were all legal. Yeah, every species on the planet has come up with a way to numb themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. Whether was it the Mesopotamians had beer? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And the monks, uh, the, the the monks did coffee and then liquor and so on and so forth. So yeah, monks invented uh, Dom Perignon was was a monk. Yeah. He invented champagne. Benedict and uh, Benedict and liquor. Mm-hmm. So and Rolling Rock, which okay, they're one for two, but alcohol's legal. Anchor Steam, I think they invented. Alcohol's legal. There are so many drugs that are legal. Prescriptions are legal. Going to a doctor, going to them with an ailment, going to a pharmacy, getting the prescription is legal. Have there been abuses by pharmaceutical companies? Yes, there have. Yes, there have. Pharmaceutical companies have been found guilty of overprescribing or wrongfully marketing, and they're being held accountable for it. But what or, happens... Or ignoring the studies and marketing anyway. Or just falsifying all of it. Well, I that. mean, the more you read about Purdue, wow, I thought I was going to hell. No, no. They got a special wing because they got to put their name on something. However, just because somebody gets hooked on something doesn't give you license to go off-market, off-brand. And go well. I don't want to go to the. I I I I uh, I, I usually get meth, or I usually mm-hmm. get. I, I have AC, ADHD. Rather than go to the doctor and go to the pharmacy, I'll just buy yeah, it I've on got the a, street. I've got an Adderall connection. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's happening now is you have fentanyl being laced into Adderall. Added. It looks just like other pills. Well, you wouldn't have to worry about this if you went to the doctor and you got a and you got a prescription. You wouldn't have to worry about this if you didn't break the law. And we've asked the question, why is it that drug dealers are are lacing any drugs with something that could kill somebody? Because, I mean, they lose customers, right? 
And and then yeah. somebody wrote in and said, maybe, just maybe, drug dealers aren't the smartest people in the world. Well, and I got a text message on the uh, on the text line saying the best uh, the, the, the best marketing for it uh, the best marketing for a drug dealer is someone dying. And I mean, there's well, some because there, there's some truth to that because we mentioned the drug and the fact that people are taking it illegally. And somebody says, "Hey, I should try that," right? Despite the fact that the lead of the story was somebody died from it. There's a restaurant in Vegas. That sells a cheeseburger, uh, the, well, the heart, heart, the heart attack cafe, the heart attack cafe, yeah. and and a guy died there from a heart attack because he ate too much of a cheeseburger. Right. However, we we also don't make um, oh gosh, we 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 don't make uh, the the buffets pay a higher tax because they're contributing to the uh, obesity problem. We don't blame the restaurant, you know, we, that's the customer's problem. Ernie. Meridian, listening on 93.1 KBY-FM. Go ahead, Ernie. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Nate, it's good to hear your voice in the morning here. Hey, um, I, I always thought that I would I was pretty much in agreement with you on, on just about everything, and the only thing I, I disagree with you on is is uh, are, are the needles. I, I think Go ahead. Pretty, tell me why you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you, brother. You know, I, I think it's—I think it's actually—I'll just say it. I think it's pretty moronic. If, 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 if most people are into building a better mouse trap, and it sounds like the legislature is just into building a better mouse. If we're going to promote a, a test strip, but then we're going to scrap the needle program, and and I think uh, the needle program, and I'm speaking as uh, as a recovered addict for 39 years. Um, I think that's probably the worst thing to do. Uh, you know, that the test strips I'm, I'm neutral on, I really don't see them making an impact. However, scrapping the needle program, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and, and I, and I come from a time when I first got, when I first got clean, not only were we we dealing with people overdosing and, and dying from, from the disease, but they were also dying from AIDS and all kinds of other wonderful diseases they were picking mm-hmm. up from dirty needles. And uh, to scrap that program, I think, is just pretty much asinine. Well, as asinine as it might be, how has it been effective? Other than keeping people from not getting AIDS and HIV, it's not like having a needle, uh, a, a, a needle exchange program stops people from overdosing. Yeah, but the thing is, is it, you know, it, it, scrapping it isn't going to stop them from doing it either. The, 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 the thing is, is, until we get to a point where we can stop the addictive personality, because that's what it, this all boils down to. There, there's no such thing as a gateway drug. If, if you have a gateway, you need to have a hinge on that gate, and that hinge is an addictive personality. So until somebody comes up with a way to cure an addictive personality, addiction is going to be, it's going to be prevalent in society, period. End of story. Um, and, and, and I've experienced that for, you know, in recovery now for dealing with people and, and, uh, and friends for 39 years, as well as myself. So scrapping a needle program isn't going to deter addicts from, you know, from stoppings. And it's not like, oh, the legislature just stopped this. You know what? I think I'm going to, I think I'm just going to stroll out in my rose garden with my cup of coffee and decide <laughs> that, hey, today's a really great day to join an anonymous organization or go into rehab. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's so. true. All right. Appreciate the call. Uh, I don't know. We as a society, we ideally in a republic or democracy, whichever you think we are, we create our own government and we decide, you know, what it is that's important to us and we govern those things. One of the things that may be important to us is simply helping people 
who are in a bad way, who have made bad decisions, who are going the wrong direction. We help them when we see them going down you know, the, the, the drain so they don't actually go down the drain. And this might be just a small way to do that. 208-336-3700. This conversation continues when we come back after news. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Yes, we are News Talk KBOI. You just said so. Now you're listening to the Casper, Chris, Nate, Debbie, and Derek show. Hi, Deb. Hello. Oh, wait, Debbie, sorry. Debbie, yes. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. How long will you be here? I'm also still here, Mrs. Chris. <laughs> oh, I, didn't I say Chris? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. did. I'm just, you know. Well, and actually, Casper's not here. I said no, Casper, but I, I was renaming and, uh, the show for the day. And uh, Nate has left us. He had to uh, go do FEMA training. That's always good. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be a disaster. <laughs> He'll be well-trained if it is. I, <laughs> that is for sure. Welcome to the program. You don't have to laugh. I'm, we're not at home. No, but actually, sorry. I, I won't laugh anymore okay. then. <laughs> I find you quite amusing every all the time, every day. I Thank bet you. you're not the only one. He's so I, funny, right? Don't you think my I husband, think Christopher, is singular, the yeah. funniest guy ever? I really do. Thank you. And unfortunately, this is not a funny topic we have going. Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Or he can showcase his talent. People, uh, no. people, Gosh, see, people may agree, disagree with you on that. That, no. that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Mike is out. Uh, some family issues, and he'll tell you about it when he gets back, but... Uh, as Nate said earlier, if you're uh, if you're a prayer or a, yes. a thoughts and prayers person, send some of those up. Uh, if you're, if you if you're a prayer or a thinker, that's right. Either one, <laughs> they're both great. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> we've got some callers on the line. Remember, if you want to participate, you can do that two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred, or you can email Chris at uh, chris at kboi dot com. You cannot email me. <laughs> I don't have email. Me either. <laughs> Debbie does not have email. <laughs> no, you don't even email. know how to use email. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Chris at KBY.com. On the line right now, uh, we've got Kevin, and uh, we all know, uh, Kevin's from Caldwell, he's listening on FM uh, this morning, and we all know people that have had addictions, and some people maybe even have them you know, in their own family, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Kevin's got an experience, and Kevin, good morning, and welcome to the program. You give me a little time with this. Good morning. Uh, this, this, uh, this is a good one. Um, hopefully you give me a little bit of time with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I'm in, I'm in my 60s. I've got a brother-in-law who was saved by Narcan this last weekend over in Idaho Falls. He just finished another year of rehabilitation stunt in, uh, I think, Cottonwood um, this last, uh, I, think, I think he got out uh, about February 10th, and he relapsed that quickly. Wow. Um, he, he has destroyed so many lives in our family, his family. He's got five children, he claims, four of which have done time in the state pen. Two are there currently. The other two are now back in uh, county lockup. One left and went to the East Coast to get away from it all. She's fine. It's, he's just ruined life after life. He's, he's robbed from his parents. He's destroyed their lives. They're in their 80s and supporting him and bailing him out and making excuses. Everybody in the family wants him gone. I know this isn't a popular opinion. Uh, there's addiction of all sorts. Alcoholics tend to be very violent and whatnot, but nothing to the extent of a hardcore drug abuser. I'm not talking marijuana. I'm talking the rough stuff. And, I mean, he's, he's uh, ripped off people he deals for. They've done drive-by shootings at his mm-hmm. house wow. when he had little kids, at his parents' house. Mm-hmm. have had bullets in them. It's a mess, 
and everybody in the family just wants him gone. And we believe that Narcan, I mean, this, this is, this is just a thought and it sounds terrible, but Mm -hmm. I'm giving you my opinion. They tattoo breast cancer survivors to know where that cancer was. Why don't we start putting a little tattoo on Narcan users and after two, the third strike, you're out. You don't get it anymore. You're costing society too much. Save it for those who innocently get hit by these drugs. Save it for those who, who are young and stupid. But the repeat offenders, it's time to let them go. The only way they can cure themselves is through themselves. They've got to want to be cured. And if they don't and they continue until they're 60 years old, destroying their lives and other people's lives and the economy of this country and the amount of money that we pay, let them go. Sorry, that's my opinion. You don't have to be sorry about it. I mean, it, it, it's your own family, and you know what it's been like. And I, I don't, I don't know though. I, I still feel like sometimes uh, the people that we want to abandon are the ones who actually are the one you know who need the most help. And somebody who's that screwed up, and and their whole family uh, essentially is because of them, obviously needs the most help. But it's like you say. I mean, I don't know him personally. Maybe he's beyond help. I'm afraid so. Uh, he was beyond help probably 30 years ago. Wow. Remember, I mean, it's just been it's been a miracle that he's managed to stay alive that long. Yeah, I had a, a best friend who was big time, big time alcoholic, mm-hmm. and she totally wiped out the whole family: her husband, her sister, me, her best friend. She took us all out. We were we did everything in our power to help her and she ended up dying at like 52 because she could not no matter how many rehabs she did she could not stop and it broke all of our hearts it was the worst thing i've ever been through i can't imagine having a friend who is addicted to drugs i think that might be worse but it was horrible it was absolutely horrible nothing could be done hey kevin thank you so much for the call we appreciate it uh good stuff right there when you say um debbie when you say took us out what do you mean i mean we were emotionally devastated just ringing you dry just yeah yeah. her husband divorced her after i don't know 30 years or something like that Wow. and she would still show up on his brand new house front porch and demand that he come out and talk Mm. to her Mm. and it was i mean it was really bad it was really bad she went to rehab um, what like five times or something something like that and she came right back out and and, yeah they the people who were in rehab together would get together and have a party yeah, after they wow. get out and they were wow. in the halfway house. Yeah, it that's... was bad. Yeah, one of the people in the halfway house with her um, got in a car and drove as fast as she could down a road and killed her and her person that was in the car and other people that were right. in another car. It was in California. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. it was awful. It was the worst. When I say they took, when she took us out, it meant all of us were devastated yeah. by all the stuff she did. Yeah. And then when she died, you'd think there'd be like a little bit of relief, and it was just more devastation. Oh. Yeah, it's, I I found in just my own experience, it's a little bit of an emotional mm-hmm. roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You ride it with them or you don't. Mm-hmm. You either say, "Hey, I'm not going to ride this with you." Mm-hmm. Let me know when you're serious about it. We used to uh, do some interviews with a, a shelter, and we would have uh, probably every quarter we would have someone from the shelter come on, a director or something. Uh, was it happened to be a battered women's shelter, but it, but they had other people that would come too. Right. And one of the common denominators with the people that were actually and I want to say he said something like they had a huge percentage, 80% were recovered, right? Uh, which is really high. I don't think that's the standard. But one of the things the leadership would say during these interviews was the people that are coming in 
have to want the help. And they, mm-hmm. you know, generally the drug users or the abusers or whatever, they had to get to a point where they said, hey, you have to help me. I can't send you for help. Right. They have to want the help. And I don't know, you know, what do you do past that, right? Well, it scrambles you, their brain. And so they don't realize yeah. exactly where they are in the process. Whatever and they demand you help them. Right. But when you try to help them, they can't receive it. Interesting. And, and when you're in that state, I, I think whatever your goals were in life, whatever your purpose for living was, all that is just kind of yeah goes by goes the way. Yeah. yeah. And her brain was muddled. I mean, she just, she thought that Chris hit me one time and all he did was reach over and yeah. take my hand. Yeah. I mean, she just, her perception of everything was wrong. I think there's a little bit of loss of a rational, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. rational thought, behavior, all of it. Um, on the line uh, right now, uh, John, he is calling from Eagle, wants to talk about the strips, too. So let's get to John. Good morning, John. Hey, John, how are you? Are you there? Brother's been on the train. Mm-hmm. My brother's been on the train for a while. And, uh, you know, I, for me, the fentanyl strips kind of seem like, you know, you're asking a drug addict to, you know, try and take the same steps as safe sex. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like before yeah. they go peeling into what they just bought, you know, like they're going to take the time to say, right, hold on a second. So, you know, it, I think it's kind of a wash there. Would you call that a necessary evil? If, I mean, Un- that- I mean, unfortunately, it kind of is because like your previous callers were saying, you know, you, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. And these guys just got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. I got gotcha. you. Because, you know, it, it's ravaged my brother. You know, he's got a five-year-old son. He's not even Oof. 30 years old yet. You know, he just started calling me. You know, I can't even count how many times he's been to jail. He just started calling me again yesterday oh. from jail. Oh, man, I'm sorry. And it's just this never-ending cycle. And, I, you know, and I don't know what kind of rehabilitation programs you need. You know, I honestly, I think it needs to be, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of mothers who have lost their, you know, their children to addiction who are, you know, genuinely heartbroken. I think, you know, whatever kind of program or, you know, whatever we're trying to throw at that needs to be headed, you know, by mothers and by fathers of parents who have lost well, children isn't to that, addiction isn't rather that, than politicians. Isn't that how MAD started? Mm-hmm. Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yes. So you might be onto something there. John, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Have a great day. There we go. Another great call. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a minute. On the way, uh, more of your phone calls. If you want to get through the number, 208-336-3700. And, of course, you can email chris at kboi.com. Dan Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys, Casper and Chris, on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, yeah, Bongino. He's coming up. Chris's favorite? And he, and he mean, On the he, way. He means that sincerely, too. <laughs> I mean. uh, Denny in Nampa says, I, I wonder... If in the details of the bill concerning the test strips, would there be a way to track the purchasers of them? Sounds to me like a way to identify and track possible users. We need to follow the thought that says, be careful of what you wish for. As an example, the screw-up of the last legislature, which was in such a rush to get out of there that they failed to fund the primaries in Idaho. Unforgivable. Thank you, Denny. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. You definitely would be able to... Mm -hmm. To follow, but then would you follow them and try to help, or do they? If they don't want help, you don't you don't do it. I mean, that's an interesting. Uh, interesting now the test thought. strips will be contraband. <laughs> you, right, someone goes right. and buys yeah. a bunch and hands He's them got out. Forty test strips on him. <laughs> Mary says, "Is there a device that will tell you how drunk a person is? Drinking is legal. Oh, that's yeah. the only difference. So mm-hmm. I can say the same about people who drink versus people who smoke pot, except." 
pot is way less dangerous than alcohol will ever be. I think we should get all the help to do what we want that is available. Mm. If there is something that could prevent a, a senseless death, then it should be available to all who need it. Right. And, and again, that's, that's, that's more of a, an empathetic or a sympathetic kind of view. Yeah, and it's, it's easy, at least for me anyway, to say, uh, don't do drugs and nothing bad will happen to you regarding drugs. It's mm-hmm. easy to say that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I read an article not too long ago that said uh, smokers, whoever has an addiction, right. the population that can quit on their own without any help, no patch, no counseling, no whatever, it's no methadone, small, it's would... 10% wow. that have the ability, I guess, I don't know how they measure that, mm-hmm. but if you think about that, that's 90% of people could get sucked in to oh, yeah. an addiction. To anything. So... Then what do you do? And talking about the fentanyl strips, the fentanyl strips, like you said earlier, Chris, mm-hmm. that could have just been that they were illegal, mm-hmm. and now they're just saying, "Hey, why are these illegal?" Right. We should go ahead and make them legal. It's well, not I that think, they're wanting everybody to go around testing or whatever. Right. I think the test strips are more for you know the people who do one pill, like that kid or the two kids, where they split a pill, yeah. one died and one lived. I think it's for and the those, one who lived had to go to prison. Yeah, I think that's, that's right, more yeah. for that situation where they test the pill and then they find out there's fentanyl in it, and then you know they don't do drugs. Let's, I don't know that sounds ridiculous as I say it, but right. But there's some food for thought in in that statement. Tess is on the line. She's calling from Nampa. Good morning, right. Tess. How are you this morning? Yeah, well, thank you. Well, first thing I'd like to do is dismiss the rumor that uh, marijuana is not as dangerous as alcohol. It most certainly is. I'm a retired professional who worked with these guys for years, and I, I hate seeing them basically thinking they're putting Band-Aids out for people, and actually what they're doing is giving them knives to cut their wrists with. Oof. The biggest issue that I see is that, you know, our our society has just become a group of sick enablers and even worse, sick codependents with these people. And the codependents of people who live with addicts and alcoholics become far more sick emotionally than the users. And, uh, you know, I hate the programs because what you're doing is, again, you're helping them stay in their illness. And that's, wow. not, that's not how they get well. It wow. isn't because what? people who are using drugs and alcohol, you know, they, they time out through death or they just become too old to be able to uh, deal with the effects of the drug. And some people can go ahead and they can time out of the program, you know, through the jail system. Hmm. What, what, uh, what is your alternative to, to having programs? Just put everybody in jail or let them die? Well, sometimes the best place for them uh, is jail. And yes, if people are going to die, they're going to die. They'll reach that no matter what. Because it doesn't take much to become an addict or an alcoholic, you know? Loss of a child, divorce, loss of a job. Yeah. Which, could, which anybody could go through. Yeah. Which anybody could go through. But if you don't have the grounding or standards to help you pull out of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, then it's, it's pretty difficult for people. True. Hey, Tess, thank you very much. Appreciate the call. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of abandoning the people who didn't get a good start in life, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, sometimes they're reaching out, too. And I don't mean to be, oh, the... <laughs> You know, there's an empathetic side to all of us. How deep is it for each one of us? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's an empathetic side, not to everyone, but most people. We have that empathy. We don't want, it, when there's an accident and someone's bleeding out, we don't want to see that. We want to help, right? Right. We want to help them. 
um, whether they chose to be in that situation or not, we still want to help. It's our own inherent, I guess, human nature. There, there, there's an old story, and it has to do with religion, and I won't specify which religions, but uh, there's a guy who fell in a hole and can't get out. Yeah. And the uh, the one religious leader comes by and says, you know, if you had done what I uh, said uh, from the beginning you wouldn't be in that hole and then he walked away the second religious leader came by and said just think and you'll figure out a way to get out of that hole the third one came by and lifted him out of the hole exactly <sighs> i mean and, and that's the whole story if you don't get anything from it that's fine too yeah and i and i lo- and i love that i actually do love that and I'm then just, i have another side that says i'm the first guy i always think <laughs> that um, you know i would like help if there's something happening to me i would like help because sometimes you yeah. don't realize how much well, help you need and one of the things debbie says all the time and, and she says it mockingly is well you should have thought of that before you were born <laughs> i say that all the time <laughs> but it's just me right? joking around about a terrible situation you know well you just made me go i can't think of anything before i was born well that's remember. the whole point <laughs> yeah no and i get that and i agree i i think that you know yeah it's People falling through the cracks. You don't Mm -hmm. want that in a society. You don't want that kind of society. But at the same time, yes, I don't want to be an enabler. No, I don't. Even in my own family, I don't want to. I don't want to be that. So it's. Uh, I mean, but essentially, do you help people in a way that will work at least temporarily, or do you just not? But I see. I really do understand what they're saying as far as you know, casting out the person who is devastating the family because. That's kind of what we wanted to do with my alcoholic friend who dry, uh, who died from being an alcoholic, is we wanted to get away from her because it was well, so horrible. It's taxing. At, at, the, yeah. at the end, I mean, after yeah. you... Tr- and it's, it's like all these people have said, if you try... Yeah. Go it, ahead, Chris. Sometimes it just uh, it doesn't work. Interesting conversation. Interesting for me because usually I'm not on the mic, so this has been a fun time for me. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be able to do it again tomorrow. Remember, uh, tune in uh, tomorrow morning for more uh, Nate and Chris.